This podcast is from Triple J. Ghosting. Breadcrumbing. Benching. Woke fishing. There's so many buzzwords when it comes to dating. But now there's a new sheriff in town. Pocketing. Sounds kind of sexy, but it really is not. (laughs) Pocketing, if you have no idea what it is, is basically where your partner pretty much hides you or like doesn't want to introduce you to their friends, maybe their family. You could be walking down the street and you bump into someone that they know. They don't even mention that you're there. Most importantly... I think this is the main one for us anyway. They don't post about you on social media. Yeah, it's a huge thing. Getting left out of the socials, no hard or soft launch for you at all, can be devastating. So in this episode, we're going to investigate pocketing and find out why it happens, how to call it out, and whether it's actually something to worry about or not. You know the drill. We put it up on our Instagram, at Triple J The Hookup. Did a bit of a vibe check to see if this has ever happened to you. And so many of you got in touch and said yes. I have never met this person's family. I've never met this person's friends. I've never been invited to anything. So my ex, we kind of uh, got together just after COVID and it was kind of like, oh, a bit exciting and fun. You could see people again and whatever. Then his family came to visit him for Christmas. We'd been together for six months and I was like, oh, great. You know, I can finally meet your family. And he was like, oh, like, nah. And then he was going on this trip to like see his friends from back home. And he was like, oh no, it's just a boys trip. It's just a boys trip. And I was like, oh, okay. Like I've not, I've barely met anyone that you're close to. And then he's on this trip. (laughs) And a couple of the guys with girlfriends were there. Never really ended up sort of meeting any of her friends and stuff. Like we got together through college and had different friend circles. Never ended up sort of meeting anyone. Went on a few short trips and stuff, but never posted about each other. And she intentionally avoided. I felt uh, sort of any opportunities that we could record those moments or posting about it, you know, and and the typical sort of, you know, why won't you update your relationship status on Facebook with me? That sort of thing and got suspicious of the behaviour and I ended up actually canning the relationship over that just sort of didn't sit quite right. Four years ago we started dating um, and at the start we kind of both agreed to, you know, just keep it just between us for now or whatever. And then, like, what, fast forward all those years, basically kind of like nothing really changed. Like, I think I maybe went to, like, three parties, like, absolute max. I meant I never went to anything with his family or anything like that. There was always an excuse as to, like, oh, I don't even like going to the family things myself, so, like, I don't expect you to. People knew of me, but then I think they were starting to question, like, whether I was real or not or something. I don't know. And then that's just kind of where things got him off the hook for like the last year and a half of the relationship. It was just complete radio silence, like to the point where like he would be on like playing COD and like would like mute his microphone as soon as I walked in the door. It would be a matter of me asking if I could come to events as opposed to him wanting to include me. Um, And then we dated for two years and in that whole time he didn't post a single thing about me online, despite telling me that he would start to use my social media less. Like, it started off just not posting stuff about him, but then, like, I just stopped posting stuff about my life in general. Um, So, yeah, it controlled a bit of my life, I guess. It was definitely something that I struggled with, and we argued about it a lot. 
um, and it really fueled like my anxious attachment in the relationship. Um, it was really horrible. All right, I'm not gonna lie. After hearing these stories, D, I have a confession to make. What? I think that I actually might be a pocketer. In what way? Which one? You're not introducing the friends? Um, no, the friends is definitely fine. I I love to introduce partners to friends, but it's the social media for me. I definitely keep a low profile in terms of who I'm seeing. I might be seeing someone for years and you probably would never know. And there was something that came up with one of these DMs that we got. Um, Josh was saying that he had put in a Facebook request as a relationship. Remember when you could do that? Yeah, yeah. He had requested his partner to become official yeah. on Facebook and she d- declined it. It was like, nah. And I was like, wait, I've done that. Okay, I think this is like, it's great that we've got someone who is a pocketer because then you can give us the insight like why are you pocketing people from your socials I don't know I think I just get anxious about how long the relationship will last maybe or yeah but you are a serial dater like you're in relationships for years <laughs> I know I don't know maybe it's something to do with my job I I, I think you low-key just want to seem single <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps. Keep my options open. Okay. (laughs) Well, that's one reason, but there are so many other reasons why someone might be pocketing you, right? It might not be because they just want to seem single. And we actually spoke to couples therapist and sexologist Isaiah McKimmy, and she has a few ideas as to why. Someone not really wanting to commit and involve someone in their lives, but it can also be from uh, a feeling that they're not ready to or even fear about introducing someone and then things not working out and then having to face their friends and family and tell them that yet another relationship hasn't worked out for them. I would also say there's cultural and religious reasons too as to why someone might pocket them away, not introduce them to friends or family or it pop them up on It can be a really, socials. really big, big thing to introduce someone to your family. Mm. For some people, it might mean I'm committing to this person even to to marry. Do you know what I mean? So mm. that's a huge thing. Yeah, we also had Maddie um, get in touch via our DMs at Triple J, the hookup. Um, and she said, as soon as you post a boy on your stories, you get 10 to 15 messages from ex-colleagues, friends, fam, and it's a lot of pressure. She says, I would only post someone who I'm in love with and can see a future with. I do this. Whenever I see <laughs> someone on my friends' like stories, I'm always like, who are they? Mm. I'm like, who is this? Is this a soft launch? What's going on here? Yeah. Tell me the details. I'm so nosy. Oh, no. I'm so guilty of this too. I can't promise that I will stop doing it though. Pip, we actually had another DM from Kaya who is also a self-proclaimed pocketer. And this is her reason why. It had been quite a while that we were together. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I have no idea why I didn't do it. It just – it was really – quite secretive for me for quite a while. I didn't post on social media and yeah, like the family never met him. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. Like he was very open from like three months in and we were together for almost a year and a half. <laughs> I guess I didn't want to then introduce my family and be like, Oh no, it's ended. Like things did end. And, and maybe it was because of that. Like there were a lot of other things that kind of contributed to us ending, but that was definitely one of them and possibly because I wouldn't be open about it and possibly because I could have wanted to seem single. So again, yeah, selfish reasons, I guess. Cause like I had not long, like I'd been out of a long-term relationship and 
like freshly kind of single and and maybe I did want to enjoy that single life a bit. Again, very selfish. We also can't not acknowledge when it comes to pocketing that this is something that a lot of queer people deal with in dating. Oh, absolutely. I have so many friends who are currently going through this right now, past relationships. It's really difficult when one person is out and the other person isn't. It's kind of like inevitable almost. And we actually spoke to our bestie of the show psychologist, Chris Cheers, about this really common experience for queer people. I think it could be more common for queer people to be pocketed because in queer dating, often we're dating someone who may have a different kind of openness about their sexuality or about their relationships than you might with your own friends and family. For example, maybe you're really open with your parents or your family about who you're dating, but the person you're seeing they may have a different kind of openness with their family, you know. So they might be out to their family, so their family might know they're gay, but perhaps they don't talk to their parents about their relationships or maybe they've never brought home a partner or someone they're dating. So, And that might be due to, you know, religious or cultural reasons or other challenges that, that for them that's just the way things are in their family. So what's important here to consider is sometimes being pocketed it's a lot less to do with you than it is to do with the person you're dating and the level of openness or maybe authenticity that, that they are currently having uh, in, their, in their family or um, with their friends. Maxine got in touch because this is something that they've experienced. So I was dating uh, this guy and we were on a date and we were walking to get some lunch and he had run into one of his friends and Rather than introducing me to his friend as his partner, he instead just introduced me, me to them as a friend. And to give you some context, I'm non-binary and gay as well. And instead of using my pronouns, they, them, he blatantly just used he, him instead and just referred to me as a friend rather than referring to me as like his partner. In my own little queer group, um, it has happened to a few other people who are non-binary and gender fluid as well. I guess like there's a bit of, it's a bit of a recurring pattern. But I think this is why pocketing has become such a huge dating trend because it also could be that something shady is going on. I think if this is going on for a number of months, we really kind of have to ask some questions about what is going on for that person and, and also what their values are around a relationship, building a life together and meeting each other's friends and family. And if someone isn't doing that, you really do have to question what their intentions are for a relationship. Yeah, like if somebody is acting dodgy and they're doing this for a long time, you should listen to that gut feeling because maybe they're pocketing you because they want to appear as single for a reason. Yeah, whether that means, I don't know, that they're playing a bunch of people, messaging, trying to lead everyone on at the same time. Um, or they could actually just be full on seeing other people and cheating, like oh. multiple partners at the same time. A hundred percent. And this actually happened to Regan. I met this bird on a um, on a Facebook group, and you know we started chatting, and everything's really good. And anyways, it turns out that uh, she only worked about a couple of hundred meters away from my apartment at the time. Anyway, so we're seeing each other for about three months. Everything's great from my perspective. Fireworks, yada yada yada. And um, she's like, oh, you know, don't, I don't want anyone to know that we're dating. So I remember I, I commented uh, on one of her posts. It was really minor. And she was like, oh, messaged me like within a minute. She's like, you need to take that down right now. Fast forward a couple of months. And um, it turns out that she had been seeing about four other blokes at the time. Um, and then two weeks after we'd sort of finished things, 
she was on Tinder and I went in, spoke to one of my mates about her um, because he knew her as well. And it, it turns out that she did the exact same thing to him as well. Uh, so yeah, a bit, a bit of a serial cheat, I suppose you could call it. Dee, this actually reminds me so much of that TikTok that almost kind of kick-started this whole topic about pocketing. Oh, the one I DM'd you when I had COVID. Yes, yes. So it was this woman who had no idea why she was being pocketed on social media. My boyfriend told me that I could not post a picture of him. We've been together for a year, and he told me I am not allowed to post a picture of him. Not the other way around. I've never asked him to post me. He made it clear in the beginning of our relationship that he did not want to post me until we were engaged. But never did he tell me that I am not allowed to post a picture of him. Does anyone know why I wouldn't be able to do that? And then, turns out, he allegedly was cheating with her for like the whole two years of their relationship. Um, yeah, he had a girlfriend for two years, allegedly. Um, I need a minute. Obviously, we don't want to say that everyone who's pocketing is cheating and doing something shady. There is a way that you can find out. We're going to talk about it very soon. So we've spoken about the reasons why people pocket. Mm. What I want to know, I think what anyone listening wants to know is how can you tell if it's happening to you? Because I think there's a big difference between Someone just taking their time, right? Maybe just working on a different pace to you in the dating stage. Yeah. Like what do you think is the right amount of time to introduce your partner to people around you in your life? Because we had this DM from Ash in Melbourne and she said, a couple of weeks for meeting friends, if not straight away, if it's natural. Family within the month, but again, shouldn't be a big deal. To Mm. me, too soon. (laughs) I... Was very surprised by this. I mean, obviously, love this for you, Ash. Everyone is different. That's mm-hmm. what I mean about it could just be someone's working on a different time frame to you, a different pace. I'm such a slow girly. Like, I'm like four months before you're meeting the friends. Wow. Like, six to eight months before you're meeting the fam. Yeah. Socials, a year. Maybe your whole relationship. Maybe my like whole me. relationship. You <laughs> won't get a post. Like, I'm very slow because I'm, I want to be very, very sure. And because I've been single for so long, it would be, everyone would be like, oh my God, this is the biggest deal in the whole world. There would be, it would be on the news. <laughs> everyone would be writing articles. It would be absolutely huge. There'd be a whole TV show about it. I think that this actually does differ as well how often you see the person, right? So if you're meeting up with this person you're dating, let's say once a week, then you're going to expand that time for when you think it's appropriate for them to meet your family, friends, whatever, social media. But if you are like hanging out with them like multiple times a week, you're like fast tracking the relationship, right? So I feel like you'd be coming to that conclusion sooner. You'd be like, you really got to meet my friends, like da 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 da, like all that. So I think that like is a big factor into the right how, time. Yeah, how, because we've heard from people who have just moved in together straight away. We did a whole you know, episode on that. Dude, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, pace is an interesting one. But this is what Isaiah reckons on how you might be able to tell that someone is pocketing you. It can be really hard to tell. And I think this is where we have to start having conversations, but we also have to be really mindful. You know, a few weeks is pretty understandable that someone might want to keep it under wraps. If it's going on for a few months, you might start to ask some questions. But if it's going on for longer than a few months, I would say that you're probably in that pocketing 
territory, but it is worth having a conversation to start to understand what's going on. I mean, the person actually might not even have a good relationship with their family and, and might not want to expose you to them. So there's a whole lot that we need to consider when things like this are going on. Azaya, we love you. That's such a great point. Mm. Did you call me out a little bit with the month yes, thing? Same. But <laughs> I think if someone was to ask me why, the friend thing for one, I would be like, my friendship group are so extroverted, main character energy, <laughs> everyone is full on in the best possible way that I would just want to make sure that the person I'm seeing can stand their own and that they won't be overwhelmed by that and run away and would be like you know are you going to be a hand or my friends can you survive can you survive the friendship group I want to make sure that they can before I drop them into the lion's den (laughs) (laughs) but I think the opposite of that I'm like you better put them in quickly because you know if the friends don't approve if they can't vibe with the friends then how are they gonna work out in the long run I don't know it's tricky, isn't it? Also, socials is such a different thing. Oh, my God, so true. It's so different to, like, introducing someone to your friends or mm. family to posting about them on socials. As a big social pocketer, I agree. So I think there is a little bit of a difference. And people have really different opinions on social media and its place in a relationship. Some people really do like to keep their private life private for a whole number of reasons, Uh, you know, professionalism or because they don't necessarily have supportive uh, family uh, that they want to open things up to. But I really do think that that is a conversation to have between the two of you so you can understand what it actually means to someone that they're not posting on social media, if that is something that's important to you in particular. I have to say as well, we haven't discussed this yet, but another reason why is age gap. Have you ever dated like an older person and they just like are so ghost mode on social media they don't have any of it? Yeah. So it doesn't matter to them at all. Yeah. You know? It's totally an individual thing. I think socials is the one thing we can probably excuse because they might be one of those people who posted the last time they posted was in 2020. Exactly. And it was like a picture of a leaf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when it comes to friends and family, that's when I reckon you might be hearing some alarm bells if you're going months without them or if they're just going, nah, don't come to this thing, whatever. Speaking of alarm bells. Well, yeah. How, when we think about pocketing, and we spoke a little bit about this before, about cheating and the shadiness. Yes. How do you tell if it's that's what's going on or if it's just something else? If they've got a really hard line around it, then, and they've, they've kept that up for a number of months, I think that that probably worth questioning as well like I think it's really understandable for a certain period of time but if they're absolutely not willing to be flexible around it at all you've probably got some really important questions to ask them whether or not someone's cheating is always such a hard question because so often we don't actually know and that's what makes it it so shocking for us uh, so it's like yeah unfortunately that can be happening like you know you hear these stories of people essentially leading double lives for years and you wonder how could someone not know but there we can be like really smart tuned in people and not know what someone else is doing because we always want to assume the best in people as well but I think we also you know have to really listen to our our gut around that and if, if it's been a, a while and they've got a really hard line about social media or about introducing you to other people uh, that, that would be really raising some some questions for me like you heard from a lot of you before talking about your pocketing experiences this 
can just be such a shitty feeling. It's like imagine you post a grid post of your partner. It's a photo of you. It's so beautiful and you're like, my ride or die, the love of my life. My partner in crime, my rock. Obsessed with you, love you so much. And they're like, take that down. And yeah, as you can imagine, this can just lead to a whole lot of mental anguish for you. Oh, it can be so confusing and so frustrating. So it can really have a negative effect on someone. So you can begin to doubt yourself, feel really insecure and feel really not good enough for that other person. Like, why aren't they wanting to show me off? To the world. And obviously, it also can have a negative effect on the relationship because you start to doubt how the other person feels about you. And then that starts to play out in your interactions with them. It's the worst. It's absolutely the worst. And like you've been hearing from Isaiah, she keeps mentioning having a conversation. She's like, talk to them about it. Talk to them about it. Mm. I love that we give this advice and we hear this advice so often on the hookup, but we know. I know personally, I can't have conversations with people. It's too hard. So (laughs) how do we do this, Isaiah, please? (laughs) It's really starting to open up the conversation, but in a really um, gentle kind of way because we don't want to go making accusations that we're not entirely um, sure about. So there's always four steps that I suggest when you're having any kind of difficult conversation with a partner or raising a topic. And firstly, of course, you want to do this at a time when you're both feeling relaxed and you're not going to be interrupted. You don't want to corner someone, but you also want to be mindful of not saying, hey, we need to talk. Can we make a time? And leaving it too long in the middle because that just tends to kind of build anxiety for both of you. So when you are having the conversation, there's four things to include in here. Share your observations, share your emotions, voice your needs and then ask them how they feel about it because we don't just want the conversation to be one way either. We really want to make sure that you're both getting heard around this. So you might say something like, hey, I've noticed that we've been dating for a couple of months now and I still haven't met any of your friends and I'm starting to feel worried that you're not really interested in me or that I'm not really important to you. I'd love to feel more a part of your life and meet the people that are close to you. Can you help me understand what's happening for you around this? So wait, what was it again? Observation, what you've observed of their behaviour. What? Yeah, observation, how you feel about it. Yeah. What you need from, from the them, person. And what's going on for them. Yeah, ask them, put it back on them, ask them how they're feeling about it. Obsessed with that. We've been doing this show for a long time and that's probably the best advice that I've heard. If you if you need, go back and re-listen to her example because you can hear these words played out, right? And, he, and she does it so well. Like the flow of the conversation, it feels so natural. And write it down. I'm mm. a very visual person. So if I make like, if I turn this into like an acoustic, what's it called? Acrostic poem? Acrostic poem? Is it an acrostic poem? It is an acrostic poem. <laughs> no, help me. <laughs> no, no, no. It's honestly, <laughs> this is going straight into the notes app for sure. For straight me. away. And you can also do this, like obviously with Isaiah's uh, example, it was about friends. Mm. But when it comes to pocketing, you could have the exact same conversation, whether it's with family, whether it's about socials, whether it's about how they interact with strangers that you meet in public, any of these things. You just, observation, feeling, what I need. How do you feel about this? That is so true. But I also think that this is so useful for any relationship problem you have, whether it's with a boyfriend, girlfriend, they friend. It could be just like a friendship issue as well. Use those four points for like literally any um, hard conversation, hard conversation, exactly, or confrontation that you need to do. 
Okay. So you've had the conversation. Yeah. You've done the four points. You've sat them down when you're happy and in a good place, not when you're like stressed and you go, let's make a time and you've done it. So nothing's changing though. Fast forward, right? How do you figure out if that's what you should call it? Because for a lot of you, you Mm. told us that that person pocketing you was a deal breaker and it ended the relationship for you. Yeah. So how do you know when to make that judgment call? I think there are so many components to what makes a relationship work and, and what doesn't. So if you've had the conversation, you've listened to the other person and they have said that things will change, I think it's really then probably a matter of weeks or a couple of months at the most that you want to stay hanging in there because if they haven't made significant change in that time, the chances are, unless there's something really significant getting in the way, the chances are that they're not actually going to and they're just going to keep stringing things along. Also something for you to think about is how important is this actually to you? So for example, if they're pocketing you in like all of the things, friends, family, strangers in the street, socials, whatever, (laughs) like maybe socials is a deal breaker for you. You need to be online Mm. as this person's partner but you don't really care too much about friends. So figure out which one is the most important and probably like lead with that. If someone doesn't want to be on social media for for various reasons, I think that's more understandable than not actually introducing you to their friends, for example. But if that is something that's really important to you, then it's something that's important to you. We all have needs in a relationship and our needs are okay. It's about finding someone who's compatible and is willing and able to meet those needs that you have. Oh, I love that. It was really nice. Love you, Isaiah. She's so good at this. Okay, I have a bit <laughs> of a rogue. I'm like, do I even say this because it's so classic, stereotypical woman to say? Oh, tell me. But I also think it's probably worth thinking about whether you actually care. Like, for example, mm. I feel like I wouldn't care if I wasn't posted on someone's socials, right? If I was dating them. Yeah. But then them not wanting to post me on their socials would make me care. Yeah, there's a difference between them intending to not do it and refusing you versus them just being chill about it as well, right? So then I think I would kick up a big stink and make it a huge deal and potentially a deal breaker for the relationship because I'd be like, well, why are you hiding me? Why are you hiding me? I just want this person to say that they care about me enough to post about me, but then I don't actually care about the posting happening. Didn't somebody say that you're a walking contradiction at one point? I think this is one of those moments, but I do, I do actually understand what you mean. Like it's the intention behind it. It's a little bit fucked up, but it's like when people (laughs) say, I don't actually want to get married, but I just want them to want to marry me. Yeah, that makes sense. Anyway, don't judge me. Hi, I'm Pip Rasmussen and I am a self-confessed social pocketer. This is Pocketers Anonymous. (laughs) You are safe to be here. And honestly, we really do appreciate you coming through with all your different stories and experiences. It's like such a beautiful amalgamation of love and how dating works. And yeah, there are a lot of people who have been scorned by this experience, but there are a few people who get it. And And if you get it? The girlies get it, you get it. And if you don't, you don't. And like Pip said, we couldn't do the hookup without you. Yeah. So we love you. Keep DMing us at Triple J The Hookup. Um, and we'll see you next time. Dave Marchese here from the Triple J Hack Team. If you love the hookup podcast like I do, we reckon you might enjoy the Triple J Hack Podcast too. Each day we bring you the news that matters to you, from the latest science on climate change to what's going on in politics and news around the world. 
The Hack Podcast. It's your daily fix of the news you need to know. Get it wherever you're listening now.